Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself as a Pre-PT on your journey to becoming a future doctor of physical therapy. This episode has been sponsored by our Acceptance Navigator Series, which is a free four-part Pre-PT video series where we teach you exactly how to take full control of your PT school acceptance journey, as well as how to find clarity and direction as a pre-PT so that you can dominate your application regardless of your GPA, GRE score, or fear of PT school rejection. Learn how to get into the driver's seat of your acceptance journey and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This is the most value that we have given away and it's free. Take control of your pre-PT journey today by going to www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. This episode has also been sponsored by our friends at ptschoolprobe.com. Listen to this. One of the biggest fatal application mistakes that thousands of PT school applicants make each year when applying to PT school is not applying to schools that are a perfect match for them. Partnering with our friends at PT School Probe has made that a problem of the past. As PT School Probe makes it extremely easy to plug in and enter what you're looking for in your ideal schools, and you will be immediately matched up with your perfect match DPT programs in the United States. To get matched and locked into your perfect DPT school programs, go to www.ptschoolprobe.com, www.ptschoolprobe.com, and use the code PREPTGRIND in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you there. That's PREPTGRIND for your code. This will save you hundreds of dollars in your application by helping you avoid throwing away money at the wrong schools and saving tens of thousands of dollars lost every year that you miss out on becoming a DPT. So go to www.ptschoolprobe, that's ptschoolprobe, probe.com, and use the code preptgrind in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you. And that's because we got you covered and we are excited to share this next episode with you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast episode. We look forward to serving you. Have a blast. Hey, what's up, y'all? How you guys doing? Hope you're having an absolutely, absolutely amazing Thursday evening. For those of you that are new to Pre-PT Grind, uh, my name is Joseph, uh, and this is Casey Coleman. We're both physical therapists. We're both PT school acceptance coaches. And on Thursday night, we like to have a little fun. We come on here doing something we call the pre-PT grind chat live. And, and basically what it is, is we always have a particular topic based off of either conversations we've had with you guys or our own experience because we were once pre-PTs and really just paying attention to what you guys are struggling with. And tonight is not, not any different. <laughs> tonight we are talking about failure and, and really failure or our fear of failure defines a lot of what we do as pre-PTs. So we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about how to uh, redirect or shift our perspective on failure and change how we see failure 
so that our students were not stuck. So for those of y'all that are here live, replay, listening to this as a podcast episode, because these are turning to podcast episodes. Thank you for joining us. But before we dive in, Casey, would you mind letting the people know what we have recently added as a way for students to keep in touch with us? Like, let them know a little bit and then uh, we'll get started. Yeah, so we got a text message community. Like y'all can text us and we can text you, which is pretty cool, which is pretty dope. So the number is 1-813-212-6770. And just type in, type in pre-PT grind. Text us pre-PT grind. You'll get a couple automated messages, of course, just to get you set up. Then after that, it's the game on. We can send you text messages, videos, voice messages. You can send us text messages as well. And that's just to keep you in the loop. So if we're going live or we have a big announcement, we can text you guys and say, hey, we're going live, you know, 30 minutes from now, hop on instead of us emailing you, then you having Sorry. to log on and check your email and all that stuff. So it's more direct. You'll love it. It's super clean and we're excited about it. Yeah, text is just dope because I mean, I'm looking down because I'm trying to make sure that I post it inside of the like inside of the video for the people that show up late. Uh, and y'all feel free to share this out, tag your friends. But uh, yeah, no, no, like we want to make sure that it's streamlined. And, and what we've noticed, and we've been doing this for several years, is online platforms sometimes have a lot of hiccups and a lot of like things you have to work through. But text messaging is so pure. It's like, I mean, you text message people you know, you text message somebody that you want to get, you know, access to directly. So we want y'all to be able to get guidance from us. And we'll also be adding a lot of value for you guys. I mean, it's cool. Cause then if you're like, I don't want to learn from these guys anymore, you can always like say stop and it kicks you out. So, so, so it's really cool, but let's talk about failure. Let's dive in Casey, changing how we look at failure because uh, man, something I've noticed, and I don't know about you case, but there's two types of failures. <laughs> there's fake failure and real failure, right? And I think sometimes we mix the two up and you know whether it's certain experiences we're having right now as students and it affects what we do long term right so how i view my failures right whether that is like whether it's doing terrible over a semester whether that is you know not doing well on the gre whether that is uh getting rejected for you know the last cycle that i applied whatever that looks like or maybe one of the schools that i just applied to i just received the rejection letter and i'm like oh my goodness this is terrible the world is ending like let's let's talk about how do we shift our viewpoint on failure how do we uh, look at it for what what it really is because i think that's where the secret is looking at it for what it really is because you know if we undervalue it or if we overvalue it we completely miss the point and we ultimately do things that don't help us get closer to being accepted into pt school so casey talk to us about that a little bit um and then i'll tell you what some of my thoughts are and we'll hit them before we finish up but casey talk to us about it boss yeah, I think first off, we often think we failed before we actually really did, like, especially with pre-PTs and the stuff that we go through. It's like one bad quiz. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get in. You know, oh, you messed up on the GRE. Oh my gosh, my life is over. You know, and we go down that cycle. So I think sometimes it's like we fail ourselves before we actually fail. Like we put ourselves, we dig our own ditch before the school has even rejected us. And it's just like, I get it at the other side. I I don't get it because I get it because I've been there, but at the same time, I don't get it because I've been there as well. So don't dig your own ditch. Don't say you failed before somebody else can say it for you, or, you know, until you get rejected or whatever that is. And even if you got rejected, like I have, you still didn't really fail. You just do it again and you get in. 
So don't dig your own ditch. That's the first thing before I get into my points. Then the next thing after that is really what I do and what I've done as a pre-PT and PT school. And even sometimes now to a certain extent is really kind of like three things. One is I do my best to look back at my successes, whether that's another test, whether that's getting, you know, a patient better at the clinic. You know, what if I don't get the next patient better? Well, I just got the last three better. Well, does that mean I'm a failure because this one didn't work out today? No, like, come on now. So I look back at my past successes to give me tangible proof. This is not just me pumping myself up, just saying, oh, Casey, you're the best. No, I'm the best because of my last three patients I got better, right? You're the best because of your last three quizzes or your last, your last class that you had, all that stuff. So look back at what you did well at because there's proof, there's proof. Then the next thing is I try and zoom out a little bit because if you, if I suck today or if you suck today or had a bad week, it seems like you're going all downhill. But if you really zoom out at the past semester, the past month, the past years, you're really on an upward trajectory. So zoom out a little bit and see if you can view your situation a little bit different. Just think back, okay, where were you two semesters ago? Well, I was at a 3.1 and now I'm at a 3.33. Oh, today wasn't, you know, the best day ever, but... I'm at a 3.33 compared to my 2.97. Or, you know, last year, I didn't even know what physical therapy was. And now I can spitball facts. And now I'm communicating with schools. And now I'm about to apply next year and all that stuff. I am getting better. I am getting better. So I try to zoom out as much as I can to give myself a better perspective as to what my trajectory is for the future. Then the last point is really knowing that others have most likely been through the same exact thing I have whether that's you have a child, whether that's played sports before, whether that's you applying to PT school, whether that's you taking a driving test, somebody's done it and has failed, picked themselves up and has succeeded. What excuse you got? How many times are you going to beat yourself up? How long are you going to be depressed or anxious about it? Because somebody else has gone through that exact same thing, probably worse, probably 100% of the time, most likely worse. And they probably still achieve the same thing you're trying to achieve. So those are really my, my, my three things is, is look back at my past successes, zoom out as much as I can, then just know that others have done it too. So I can as well. You'll be good. You'll be all right. Oh, I love it. I love it, man. I love how tangible that was. And, and it, but I think to add to that, Casey, because, you know, with failure, sometimes it's, it's twofold. Sometimes it's failure that we're scared of in the future, right? So like fear that, I'll do terrible on the GRE or fear that when I apply next year, things won't go well. And sometimes it's um, looking back. It's like fear that, you know, whatever happened in the past will happen again. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, I, I had my summer semester was terrible. So I'm I'm scared that my fall semester will be just as bad or the, the last time I took chemistry, it was trash. So now I'm just afraid that, you know, my inability to do well in chemistry will just haunt me and follow me. So. So, so, so let me just add a few more points and then and then I want us to hit all the questions because y'all failure is such a common like don't ever feel like you're the only one feeling it because we feel it in so many different ways. Our goal tonight is to help you start changing how you look at it. What Casey was talking about zooming out and like changing your perspective is so important. But I want you guys to start giving failure a different name. I, I've been saying it for years. We've been sharing this way of rephrasing, you know, failure for a while. But I want y'all to look at it as temporary defeat, because I think sometimes we, I mean, failure is life, y'all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when I've learned how to ride a bike, I'm going to fall a few times. If I don't fall, then I got lucky. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe we just have to start 
changing how we see it. Because if I see failure as this end of the line, insanely like definitive experience in my life, then I'm never going to feel like I have any kind of control over it. I'm never going to feel like I can, you know, dig myself out of it. I'm never going to feel like I can change what happened in my chemistry class. I can change what happened the last time I applied and got rejected, right? And so it's like, I, I want y'all to start changing how you look at failure. I don't even call it failure. I'm, I'm only calling it failure so that y'all know what we're talking about. Like if I, if we wrote up, hey guys, let's talk about temporary defeat. Y'all be like, yo, what, what are they talking about? So even I have to change how I view failure. Because even though I'm a physical therapist, I mean, I still got like other obstacles that I deal with where I get in my own head still, right? So I have to tell myself, mm, that's a temporary defeat. Why is it temporary? Because when I get through it, I'm gonna look back at it as that, right? So think about this. If the things that you feel are failures right now, like think of the day that you'll get accepted into PT school, what will you look back at them as now? If I had to retake chemistry three times or two times, or if I had to take my GRE four times or two, three times or whatever, and I get into PT school, ultimately, when I look back at it as, oh, I failed, I was such a failure on the GRE, or when I look at it as, yo, that was tough, that sucked, but that was one heck of a temporary defeat. But I kept going, hence why I'm accepted into PT school now, right? So whatever you would look at it as, once you got accepted into PT school, that, that's how you have to start looking at it now, right? So that's my first thing. The second thing is temporary defeat or failure many times is a redirection as well. Like it's a redirection of, you know, like how I've gone about it. Maybe it's telling me like, like whenever I hear students tell me, you know, this is not, this, this is like me being straight honest. Like if I hear students saying, hey, Joseph, you know, I applied last year and, you know, things didn't go as well. Um, you know, it, it felt like a massive failure, but I just believed in myself and I did it again this year. And I'm like, okay, so what did you change? Like, what did that teach you? Well, you, you know, I just, I just believed in myself more. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, these are real conversations I've had with students. You know, I just believed in myself more. And I was like, okay, so what did we actually take from it? Because sometimes those moments are telling us something. Those moments might be telling us that maybe the schools we selected weren't the best ones for us. Sometimes it's telling us, shoot, we might need to retake some classes. Sometimes it's telling us, shoot, we might need to change who we're talking to, right? So what did you change? Oh, you know, I just believed myself. And I was like, yo, like we didn't even pay attention to it. Like, because sometimes it's telling us something. And many times, and this is why I want you to start, this is why I want you guys to start looking at it as temporary defeat. Because when we look at it as just failure, many times it's so scary to us that we just avoid it altogether. And when we avoid it altogether, we fail to actually learn from it. It's, it's redirection. It's a highlighter for what needs to be shifted. And it also sometimes calls for a need to realign expectations. Because I think sometimes failure and temporary defeat is just our expectations aren't lined up. We expect to get into PT school with actions that don't reflect that. We expect to, you know, crush it in a class when the first three-fourths of the class we've been failing every class, uh, every exam. We expect to be confident applicants when the only people we talk to, we just, you know, do what Casey talks about. Casey talks about how a lot of times when we're, you know, being, when our family members are telling us to quit or whatever, like it, it's sometimes one of the reasons is the fact that we might be sharing with them all the bad experiences, right? So, so I can't expect my, my family to like rock with me if all I'm sharing with them is, oh my gosh, woe is me. This process sucks. I've, I've tried this for the last 
two years and it hasn't gone well. It's increasing my anxiety. If that's all they're hearing, of course, they're going to tell you, eh, you might want to pick something up. You feel me? So, so we have to realign expectations. What that sometimes means is, hey, if my expectation is to get into PT school and this is my situation, well, I don't need to be afraid of it. I don't need to look at my past experiences, my temporary defeats as definitive. I need to let it tell me, yo, my expectations and my actions need to like be on the same level or my actions need to be greater than my expectations. Like I need to act like I'm on a completely different stratosphere. What that sometimes means is it means I have to maybe change the people I'm talking to. It means that I have to, you know, change where I'm getting guidance from. Maybe I need to get guidance from somebody that's actually been on the path that I'm on. Does that make sense, y'all? Because if this is just only making sense to me and Casey, uh, it's, it's kind of pointless because we're already physical therapists, but we want it to make sense for you because how we look at failure says so much about our potential as students. Notice I did not say your GPA, your your, the amount of times you've been rejected defines your potential. No, no, I said how you look at failure defines your potential because it defines what you're gonna do. It defines the mistakes that you're gonna repeat or not repeat. It defines um, how you you know believe in yourself. And, and, and that's pretty much it. And then the last thing that I wanna say, and then I wanna hit the questions is, don't mistake nervousness for the idea that the worst is about to happen. And I'm talking to y'all that are scared of the future, right? Because what I just hit on right now was more so like fear of the past, right? Like, like don't, don't mistake nervousness for the idea that the worst is about to happen. You know, I, I think so sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared of, you know, this class I'm going to take next semester. I'm so scared of the, the, the GRE, which we're about to hit. I'm so scared of all these different things. And so that nervousness we define as, oh, this probably means I'm not ready. This probably means this. I mean, if you're not ready, you're not ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just like, we have to kind of lift the veil and say, okay, like, why am I nervous? Am I nervous just because I'm nervous? Am I nervous because I took a bunch of practice tests and it was way lower than I need to be at? Okay, cool. Like, that's just informing you. Now, the question is, are you going to take that information and do something about it? Or are you going to take that information, ignore it and increase your level of fear? Right? Like, like, like I saw, um, I saw a TikTok video that I did some time back, shared on our Instagram. Uh, I think it was like yesterday or the day before, I don't know. But what I told people in there is I was like, every problem you guys are experiencing as pre-PTs always has a solution, right? The, the problem is that when we get into the state of, I'm so scared, and, and we ignore the, the signals that we're getting, right? That temporary defeat, those signals, we're ignoring them. So it actually increases our anxiety. It increases our fear. And we're not actually dealing with what needs to be dealt with. And then when we go through with it, like let, let's say it's the GRE, let's say I need to get 150s on both ends. And I know the last practice test I took, I got 135s. Well, you're not ready to take it. Does that mean you'll never be ready? Absolutely not. It just means we have to change how we're like preparing for it. And we might need to change our, 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 our timeline or whatever. But if I take it now, ignoring that signal, if I take it saying, oh, I got, I got to believe in myself. I don't know. I'm gonna listen to some motivation and get locked in and then go, and then I don't do well on it. I can't be there like tripping, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't, don't create the stumbling blocks for yourself by doing that. So I hope that's making sense. Like it really is not definitive y'all. Failure is a beautiful part of our journey. Usually all it is, if we look at it as temporary defeat, it's just signals, it's signals. What we do with those signals is what, like is what separates the students that get into PT school from the students that don't. Does that make sense? All right, so Casey, what are your thoughts? And then we have a few questions that we're gonna answer. 
Oh, you killed it. You killed I mean, it. That was everything. <laughs> Let's get into the question. I mean, it is what it is. All right, cool. So first question from Cindy says, I think it's the fear of failure. Like I have to take the GRE soon and I'm scared that I'll do bad. Typically, how many times to, should we take the GRE? Great question. So preferably once, but but it goes back to what I said. Like with the GRE, I think a lot of times most of us, as with anything, most of us guess, right? And, and by guessing, I'm not talking about guessing on the exam. I'm talking about guessing as to whether we're ready or not to take it, right? And if you're like me, I sucked at standardized exams. So, so you don't actually have to be great at them. You just have to be able to get guidance and direction on how to deal with it or how to prepare for it. So I prefer once. Now, if, if you take it multiple times, that's fine, but don't ever plan to do it, right? So, so here's what I see a lot. I see students saying, hey, I'm taking the exam November 15th, right? However, I've also scheduled it for December 22nd and January 29th. And I'm like, what you mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just getting ready in case it goes like it doesn't go well. Well, just by doing that, we're already preparing to do terrible, which inadvertently leads to us not doing as well. I think a lot of times as students, we feel like that's going to like decrease our stress. It's like, oh, if I do terrible on this one, it's okay. I got two other tests scheduled. No, like every single time you take the exam, it kind of takes a piece out of you. Like it takes a little bit of like, you know, that momentum from you. So what I suggest is I say, first of all, prepare for the exam, but I will prepare. And then we can talk about this more in depth. And we actually have a program called the GRE code where we actually teach you guys step-by-step how to leverage this. But, but just for the sake of this live stream or this podcast, whatever you want to call it with the GRE, what I always recommend students is I recommend students to take anywhere between three to five practice exams before they actually take the real thing. And the reason for that is those practice, and I'm talking about real practice exams, like the real deal, like for, for students that tell me, Hey, I didn't take any practice exams. I just like looked at the prep book and I just showed up. Well, you ain't, you might not be ready. Like that's straight guesswork. And that's what most of us have been told to do. That's what most of us do. Or, or we study and then we take one practice test right before that ain't gonna help you. I'm talking about like take five, like three to five practice tests. Sometimes even more is better, but what you're using those practice tests for is you're using them as a way to tell you where you suck. Right. So it's kind of like if, if I'm shooting a basketball, right? Like, I mean, shoot, if I'm practicing with my eyes closed the whole time, how am I going to know whether I'm good or not? I need to be able to practice with my eyes open so that I can say, oh, shoot, I suck at three-pointers. I need to go closer. Or I suck at layups. I need to like practice that, right, Casey? And so with the GRE, it's really about saying, hey, where am I struggling? And, and now from there, it's, okay, what do I need to do? And, and obviously that's where it gets more detailed. And that's why we actually have an actual program. It's attached to our accepted system and all that stuff. But, but that's why we actually have a, a program to teach you guys that. But to, to be simple with it, it's like, yo, I need to address that. Most of us are usually studying the things that we're already familiar with. Why? Because we hate studying things that make us feel dumb. Like it's like any class that we've ever taken in school. Like I hate, like, like in chemistry, I hated, I hated studying ish that I looked at in the book and I was like, what the hell am I looking at? Like, like if, if I felt that way, I would just be like, you know what? Let me just go to chapter five. Because chapter five kind of made sense. And chapter five actually makes me feel like I'm going somewhere, right? And, and then what would happen is chapter six that I ignored would end up screwing me over on the test, right? So it's the same exact thing on the GRE. And so now in between those practice tests, I'm focusing on the area that's like my biggest obstacle. And then when I focus on that, now whatever that looks like, whether that means getting a coach, whether that means looking at the actual textbooks, because sometimes that's what it requires. Okay, cool. Then I take the other practice test to continue fine tuning that. 
right? So that by the time I am actually taking the GRE, I feel confident. When you are going to the GRE and you're telling me, yo, I got a 139 and a 136 on my last four practice tests, you are not ready. Like unless the, the angels are shining on you that day and I don't know, like you had some extra magical cereal, like it don't work that way. Like it really doesn't, right? Like it, it, it's, it's a lot more predictable than we know. However, if you're taking those practices and you're like, oh, I, they, they're still terrible. Well, don't ignore them. Don't ignore it. That's where we look for guidance. Because if you are like me and you're not good at standardized tests naturally, that's where we actually look for someone that can help us like get guidance through that. So um, hope that helps, uh, but preferably one time on the GRE. And the reason why you do those practice tests is so that you don't have to actually pay for the real thing multiple times. You can just go in when you're ready and absolutely crush it. And for those of y'all applying next year, uh, try to take the GRE as early as you can because uh, it's just less stressing y'all the time. Just saying. All right, next question is a uh, random question for the essays for PT cast. Is, this, is it 4,500 words or characters? Characters. Yeah. <laughs> if you do, four, do 4,500 words, you're going to be there for, uh, for you're going to be publishing a book is what you're going to be doing. No, but yeah, yeah, it's characters. That's a common mistake. Uh, we see it all the time. Uh, but as Casey has any final words, has this been helpful? Like, uh, because we want to make sure you're good to go and also make sure I, I have it in the comments below. Make sure to join our texting community. It's our like most streamlined new way to really serve you guys, add value. Sometimes it's as simple as us saying, what's up, how you doing? And talking to you directly. Other times it's like, yo, here's some value. Here is a training we have coming up. Like y'all get just that kind of access so that you guys continue learning from us and leveling yourself up. And then whenever you want out, you just text stop and it'll bump you out. Uh, but just gives you a, a beautiful place to really learn and grow because we got so much to give. But let me know if you guys have any other questions and Casey, anything to, to, to wrap up with before we hop onto Instagram. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. It's just that sometimes it feels like um, the pre-PTs are living in a nightmare or they're acting that out in real yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, and they're saying like, oh, this, all this stuff is going to happen when it hasn't even happened yet, or it might not ever happen. If it happened before in the past, it probably won't happen again in the future, especially if you're doing what Joseph just said. So just wake up. Like, it, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Even if you stumble and fail, you will be just fine. It's just a temporary little nightmare. It's a temporary defeat. And you'll look back, like Joseph just said, and be like, you probably won't even remember it. Like me, I don't even remember it until I have to talk about it. So just wake up. You'll be good. Boom. That's it. That's it, y'all. You guys have an amazing rest of your evening. We're about to hop onto Instagram if y'all want to join us there. Uh, but y'all, we're here every single Thursday night and we have lots of other stuff. So if y'all y'all are new to us and you just want to just learn and immerse yourself in some powerful, pivotal, pre-PT leveling up-ish, uh, then find us anywhere. Like if you like podcasts, if you like YouTube, YouTube, y'all, Casey's been having a seriously dope series where you'll be able to level up and become a better applicant in three minutes or less with each video. So yo, go on our YouTube channel, go on, find us on podcasts, literally at any media site. We're there. We're there. If you like to read, we got blogs. We actually have something coming up in a few months that requires some reading and I think y'all will like it. But um, just know that you have access to all of it. Just take advantage of it. But y'all have a great rest of your evening. Much love. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. 
See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping free PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Free PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all our audience. So if you could take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Free PT Grind podcast, and tell your friends about Free PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.